Here we remember them all. Three minutes. Across the top portion of this five-foot-wide graphic panel are nine faces of U.S. Marines of different ethnicity and gender, wearing uniforms that span the history of the U.S. Marine Corps. A title underneath the image reads, Honor. Courage. Commitment. Core values every Marine recruit makes a part of their lives. Text along the bottom of the panel reads, Look at any chapter of our military history since the American Revolution, and there you can find the Marines, under arms, ready to go, and willing to sacrifice for the sake of our nation. Scan the battle honors engraved in gold on the solemn black stone base of the statue ahead. Remembering their history matters to the Marines. Each place name you see represents a lasting legacy of unflinching will. Selfless esprit de corps, teamwork, discipline, and hope for victory. All these characteristics have made the Marines unique American patriots. This memorial was built to honor all Marines, not just those who fought in World War II. It created a solemn place where we can recognize and thank all Marines. Keep it quiet. A war memorial is a solemn place to honor our veterans. Here, we ask that you show respect for the memories of Marines and for their families. Please, no loud horseplay, ball games, frisbees, or rowdiness. At the left end of the graphic panel is a touchable map of the memorial site with raised lettering and braille labels. In the lower left is a legend. Items listed down the left side from top to bottom are You are here, marked by a star. Statue, number one. Reviewing stand, number two. The Netherlands Carillon, number three, and roads indicated by sunken areas. The right side of the legend lists Interpretive exhibits, such as this panel marked by a dot. Parking, indicated by a P. Bus pickup and drop-off, indicated by a B. And walking path, indicated by wide raised lines. To the right of the legend is a raised square for the position of the carillon. From there, a pathway leads up and splits into a Y. Following the left branch upward crosses a road at B and continues on to the central area with the statue in the middle, indicated by an eight-sided shape. From the statue, move to the left and slightly down to feel the shape of the reviewing stand. Following a path straight down from the statue brings you to the star marking your current location. As shown on the map, just to the right of this panel is an asphalt pathway lined with trees that leads straight ahead to the memorial statue itself, which is surrounded by a circular pathway. Grassy lawns stretch out on either side. To the right and left are other pathways. At the far left beyond the lawn is a reviewing stand. Behind you are pathways leading to the carillon. Separate audio description is available for the panel on the other side of this exhibit. End of description. And how will you remember them? Three minutes. Across the top portion of this five-foot-wide graphic panel is a photograph showing a view behind rows of people seated on the reviewing stand, looking towards the statue. Marines in their dress uniforms of black jackets and white pants stand in formation on the grassy lawn in front of the statue. A title underneath the image reads, Semper Fidelis, Always Faithful. The motto of the U.S. Marine Corps, adopted in 1883. Text along the bottom of the panel reads, 
The sculptor of these monumental bronze figures, Felix de Weldon, had this to say late in his life. This memorial commemorates the brave deeds of the Marines and their bitter fighting in so many faraway places. Where have any men done more to deserve such love and admiration from all of us? Each of us honors heroism in a different way. Some make art. Others tell stories to keep the memories alive. When you meet a Marine or hear about their actions, remember this place and the sacrifices it asks us all to never forget. Want to learn more? Just a short drive away near Quantico, Virginia, the National Museum of the Marine Corps lets you wander the many chapters of USMC history since 1775. Find more online at www.usmcmuseum.com. Did you know the Marine Corps has a history division at Quantico? If you want more information or history about a Marine that matters to you, here is a great resource. www.history.usmc.mil At the right side of the panel is a map showing the location of this memorial at the northern edge of Arlington National Cemetery. Just to the east across the Potomac River is the National Mall. Shown are the locations of the Lincoln Memorial and the Vietnam Veterans Memorial near the western end, then the Korean War Veterans Memorial, the World War II Memorial, and the Washington Monument. To the south of those is the D.C. War Memorial, the Franklin Delano Roosevelt Memorial, and the Thomas Jefferson Memorial. The U.S. Capitol is at the east end of the mall. Text below the map reads, First on the National Mall. Before the 1950s, there were no National War Memorials to honor veterans to be seen on the National Mall. This memorial, paid for by Marines and Friends of the Corps, was the first. At the right end of the graphic panel is a touchable map of this memorial site with raised lettering and braille labels. It faces the other side of this exhibit. The map is included in the audio description on the other side. As you look up from this panel, there is a road with more lawns and pathways beyond. Pathways stretch to either side of this exhibit. The memorial statue is down the pathway behind you. Separate audio description is available for the panel on the other side of this exhibit. End of description. Here we remember them all. Three minutes. Across the top portion of this five-foot-wide graphic panel are nine faces of U.S. Marines of different ethnicity and gender wearing uniforms that span the history of the U.S. Marine Corps. A title underneath the image reads, Honor. Courage. Commitment. Core values every Marine recruit makes a part of their lives. Text along the bottom of the panel reads, Look at any chapter of our military history since the American Revolution, and there you can find the Marines. Under arms. Ready to go and willing to sacrifice for the sake of our nation. Scan the battle honors engraved in gold on the solemn black stone base of the statue ahead. Remembering their history matters to the Marines. Each place name you see represents a lasting legacy of unflinching will. Selfless esprit de corps, teamwork, discipline, and hope for victory. 
All these characteristics have made the Marines unique American patriots. This memorial was built to honor all Marines, not just those who fought in World War II. It created a solemn place where we can recognize and thank all Marines. Keep it quiet. A war memorial is a solemn place to honor our veterans. Here, we ask that you show respect for the memories of Marines and for their families. Please, no loud horseplay, ball games, frisbees, or rowdiness. At the right end of the graphic panel is a touchable map of the memorial site with raised lettering and braille labels. In the lower left is a legend. Items listed down the left side from top to bottom are You are here, marked by a star. Statue, number one. Reviewing stand, number two. The Netherlands Carillon, number three. And roads indicated by sunken areas. The right side of the legend lists Interpretive exhibits such as this panel, marked by a dot. Parking, indicated by a P. Bus pickup and drop-off, indicated by a B. And walking path, indicated by wide raised lines. To the right of the legend is a raised square for the position of the carillon. From there, a pathway leads up and splits into a Y. Following the left branch upward crosses a road at B and continues on to the central area with the statue in the middle, indicated by an eight-sided shape. From the statue, move to the left and slightly down to feel the shape of the reviewing stand. Following a path straight down from the statue brings you to the star marking your current location. As shown on the map, just to the left of this panel is an asphalt pathway lined with trees that leads straight ahead to the memorial statue itself, which is surrounded by a circular pathway. Grassy lawns stretch out on either side. To the right and left are other pathways. At the far right, facing the lawn, is a reviewing stand. Separate audio description is available for the panel on the other side of this exhibit. End of description. And how will you remember them? Three minutes. Across the top portion of this five-foot-wide graphic panel is a photograph showing a view behind rows of people seated on the reviewing stand, looking towards the statue. Marines in their dress uniforms of black jackets and white pants stand in formation on the grassy lawn in front of the statue. A title underneath the image reads, Semper Fidelis, Always Faithful. The motto of the U.S. Marine Corps adopted in 1883. Text along the bottom of the panel reads, The sculptor of these monumental bronze figures, Felix de Weldon, had this to say late in his life. This memorial commemorates the brave deeds of the Marines and their bitter fighting in so many faraway places. Where have any men done more to deserve such love and admiration from all of us? Each of us honors heroism in a different way. Some make art. Others tell stories to keep the memories alive. When you meet a Marine or hear about their actions, remember this place and the sacrifices it asks us all to never forget. Want to learn more? Just a short drive away near Quantico, Virginia, the National Museum of the Marine Corps lets you wander the many chapters of USMC history since 1775. Find more online at www.usmcmuseum.com. 
Did you know the Marine Corps has a history division at Quantico? If you want more information or history about a Marine that matters to you, here is a great resource. www.history.usmc.mil At the right side of the panel is a map showing the location of this memorial at the northern edge of Arlington National Cemetery. Just to the east across the Potomac River is the National Mall. Shown are the locations of the Lincoln Memorial and the Vietnam Veterans Memorial near the western end, then the Korean War Veterans Memorial, the World War II Memorial, and the Washington Monument. To the south of those is the D.C. War Memorial, the Franklin Delano Roosevelt Memorial, and the Thomas Jefferson Memorial. The U.S. Capitol is at the east end of the mall. Text below the map reads, First, on the National Mall. Before the 1950s, there were no National War memorials to honor veterans to be seen on the National Mall. This memorial, paid for by Marines and Friends of the Corps, was the first. At the left end of the graphic panel is a touchable map of this memorial site with raised lettering and braille labels. It faces the other side of this exhibit. The map is included in the audio description on the other side. As you look up from this panel, there is a busy road marking the end of the memorial grounds. Pathways stretch to either side of this exhibit. The memorial statue is down the pathway behind you. Separate audio description is available for the panel on the other side of this exhibit. End of description. 70,000 Marines helped raise that flag on Iwo Jima. Two and a half minutes. The background of this panel has a photograph of a group of almost 20 Marines on top of a mountain, a coastline with warships visible behind them. They are dressed in lightweight jackets and camouflage helmets and look at us with big grins on their faces, many raising their helmets or guns in the air. To the left of the picture is a quote. To Marines, it's not about the individuals, and never has been. What they did together, and what they represent, remains most important. That doesn't change. General Robert B. Neller, USMC Commandant, 2016. Text along the bottom of the panel reads, If you have only seen the famous photo that inspired this statue, you might get the impression that just six Marines got the whole job done. But there were several photographers at work that day, and many other photos made. Here, you can see a part of the actual Marine Combat Patrol that took the Stars and Stripes up Mount Suribachi, past snipers concealed in the sides of that volcano. Some of these faces are here in the War Memorial statue. What you can't see is the great armada of 500 ships and swarms of warplanes that made it possible to put three Marine divisions and an Army regiment ashore. More than 110,000 sailors, airmen, soldiers, and Marines. Many of the faces in this combat patrol photo would die on Iwo in the bitter fighting in the weeks to come. The sacrifices made to win Iwo Jima were greater than any other battle in Marine Corps history. Visible beyond the panel is the statue on an eight-sided blackstone base sitting on a grassy section. A wide asphalt sidewalk surrounds the statue forming the Memorial Plaza. The outer pathway around the memorial extends in either direction from this panel and leads to more exhibits in both directions. 
From this angle, there is a clear view of the side of the statue with two helmeted flag raisers facing to the left on either side of the pole that they are placing in the jagged rocks of the summit. Four other flag raisers crowd behind them supporting the pole as it slants to the right. The American flag flies from the top of the pole. Gold letters carved in the black base list campaigns and battles where the Marines have fought. A touchable model of the statue is available on an exhibit at the end of the walk which passes behind the reviewing stand on the far side of the statue from this location. End of description. A split second made immortal. Three minutes. In the center of this panel is an image of the front page of the New York Times from February 25, 1945. The headline reads, Americans drive four miles beyond the rower. Our carrier aircraft slash at Tokyo again. Marines win half of Iwo's central airfield. Below the headline is the famous photograph showing a group of flag raisers placing the long pole with the American flag on the mountain peak. At the left side of the panel is an image of a camera with a bellows. The caption reads, Associated Press Photographer Joseph J. Rosenthal's 1945 camera is now in the George Eastman Museum in Rochester, New York. At the right end of the panel is a photograph of combat photographer Joseph Rosenthal. Helmet on his head, camera slung around his neck as he stands on a hilltop overlooking a beach with landing craft. The water in the background is crowded with warships. At the top of the image is a quote. The raising of the flag on Suribachi means a Marine Corps for the next 500 years. Secretary of the Navy, James V. Forrestal, 23 February, 1945. Text along the bottom of the panel reads, America's Stars and Stripes remains a potent symbol of Marine Corps spirit and what it took to gain victory in World War II. Marines raised the flag twice over Iwo Jima. Each action was over in a matter of seconds. Photographers present recorded many pictures of both events. When the first flag went up, it immediately rallied the spirits of thousands of Marines. Cheers broke out, ships' horns sounded, but at only four and a half feet long, the banner could not easily be seen by the many Marines fighting on distant beachheads below. Major General Keller E. Rocky ordered that a bigger eight-foot-long flag be taken to the top. The snapshot taken of that moment, when Marines struggled together to push the second flag aloft, touched the hearts of Americans deeply. Pulitzer Prize winner Joseph J. Rosenthal had no idea his photograph would quickly become world famous. The image was only revealed after being taken to Guam, 815 miles away, to be developed. Visible beyond the panel is the statue on an eight-sided blackstone base, sitting on a grassy section. A wide asphalt sidewalk surrounds the statue, forming the Memorial Plaza. The outer pathway around the memorial extends in either direction from this panel and leads to more exhibits in both directions. From this angle, there is a clear view of the right side of the group of flag raisers grasping the flagpole as they place it in the jagged rocks of the summit. The flag raisers face to the right, and the pole slants back to the left over their heads, American flag at its top. Gold letters carved in the black base list campaigns and battles where the Marines have fought. A touchable model of the statue is available on an exhibit behind you at the end of the walk which passes behind the reviewing stand. End of description. 
The Marines' Fiercest Fighting of World War II, Three and a Half Minutes. Along the bottom of this panel is a photograph showing Marines struggling up a sandy hill on a war-torn beach, most of them lying flat in the sand. One in the foreground looks directly out at us as he climbs the slope. Heavily armored vehicles sit at the water's edge right behind them with ships visible out on the water. To the right is a water plume from an explosion. Text along the top of the panel reads, Imagine bombing a small treeless island non-stop for 72 days. Then came the U.S. Navy's biggest ever pre-landing shelling, three more days hammering by the battleships and heavy cruisers. How could anyone be left alive on those nine square miles of scorched and churned up rock? Yet tens of thousands of Japanese troops were still underground, deeply dug in. Exposed Marines had a pay in blood for every inch of black sand. Veterans say this fight was unrelenting, ferocious, savage, shocking. There were few places to take cover. Death flew at them from all directions. This one battle cost more American lives than our wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Twenty-two Marines were awarded medals of honor. Thirteen were posthumous. But that landing strip on Iwo Jima saved the lives of thousands of airmen who were then attacking Japan. From March to the end of the war, the Marines' valor enabled more than 2,400 shot-up B-29s to make safe landings on Iwo Jima. The Marine Corps and the nation can never forget the sacrifices it took to secure the island. Below the text on the right side of the panel is a map showing the path of planes from the islands of Guam, Tinian, and Saipan in the Pacific, past Iwo Jima, to cities in Japan from Nagasaki to Tokyo. The return flight path shows Iwo Jima at the halfway point. To the left of the map, a small photo shows lines of bombs falling from a B-29 bomber. The caption reads, Iwo Jima mattered to pilots and air crews. For 14 months, B-29 bombers pounded and burned the largest cities in Japan. But many B-29s did not make it back safely to base. Every damaged bomber that crashed into the Pacific could take 11 Americans to a watery grave and cost taxpayers the equivalent of $8.5 million today. A small chart lists statistics. USA, 70,000 fought. 7,000 died, 19,000 wounded. Japan, 21,000 fought, 20,800 died, 200 captured. Visible beyond the panel is the statue on an eight-sided black stone base sitting on a grassy section. A wide asphalt sidewalk surrounds the statue, forming the Memorial Plaza. The outer pathway around the memorial extends in either direction from this panel and leads to more exhibits in both directions. Wide steps leading up to the central area are to the right. From this angle, there is a clear view of the right back side of the group of flag raisers grasping the flagpole as they place it in the jagged rocks of the summit. The flag raisers face to the right and the pole slants back to the left over their heads, American flag at its top. Gold letters carved in the black base list campaigns and battles where the Marines have fought. A touchable model of the statue is available on an exhibit behind you at the far end of the walk, which passes behind the reviewing stand. End of description. Battle honors unending. Two minutes. 
At the left end of this panel is a female Marine standing on the memorial against a blue sky. She is in dress uniform with a red jacket, white pants and hat, long white gloves, and holds a bugle in her hands. The rest of the background is filled with a picture of part of the black base of the memorial with its gold lettering listing campaigns and battles, including World War I, 1917 to 1918, Belu Wood, Soissons, Saint Mehiel, Blancmont, and Somalia. Text at left reads, As you walk around this statue, you can see a long list of battlefields where Marines have put their lives on the line for the sake of the United States. Some of these places you may know well. Others may reveal unknown chapters of American history to you. By tradition, the Corps determines when to add battle honors to this memorial. At the bottom of the panel, a quote reads, There is no such thing as a crowded battlefield. Battlefields are lonely places. General Alfred M. Gray, 1984 Visible beyond the panel is the statue on an eight-sided black stone base sitting on a grassy section. A wide asphalt sidewalk surrounds the statue, forming the Memorial Plaza. The outer pathway around the memorial extends in either direction from this panel and leads to more exhibits in both directions. Wide steps leading up to the central area are available in either direction. From this angle, there is a clear view of the left backside of the group of flag raisers grasping the flagpole as they place it in the jagged rocks of the summit. The flag raisers, two on this side of the pole and four on the other, face to the left, and the pole slants back to the right over their heads, American flag at its top. Gold letters carved in the black base list campaigns and battles where the Marines have fought. A touchable model of the statue is available on an exhibit at the far end of the walk, which passes behind the reviewing stand on the other side of the statue. End of description. A Legacy Older Than the Republic. Three Minutes. This panel features images of five different U.S. Marine Corps recruitment posters, beginning at far left with a flyer from January 1776 seeking recruits for the Continental Marines to defend the American colonies. Next, a Civil War-era poster wanting able-bodied, sober, intelligent men to serve and promising $156 pay for a year's service as a private. Next to the right is a poster from World War I with the German nickname for the Marines of Devil Dogs. The last two are more recent recruitment campaigns from World War II and the Vietnam era, including a well-known slogan, Looking for a Few Good Men. Text at the bottom reads... You might be surprised to learn that there have been Marines for longer than there has been a country called the United States of America. The Second Continental Congress, meeting in Philadelphia, first authorized the raising of the Continental Marines in November 1775. The well-known ability of the Marines to quickly respond to emergencies in any part of the globe has made them a part of almost every conflict in the history of the United States. Marines have fought their country's battles on every continent and sailed every sea on the planet for more than 240 years. One of your best opportunities to learn more in depth about Marines, their challenges, triumphs, and traditions is not far away. Near Quantico, Virginia, about 30 minutes driving time from here, you can explore the National Museum of the Marine Corps or conduct research at the Marine Corps History Division. 
At the right end of the panel is a picture of the U.S. Marine Corps Officer Service insignia in silver and gold. It features a silver eagle, wings spread and facing left on top of a globe, North and South America showing in gold. A gold anchor lies behind the globe with a silver rope wrapped around it. At the bottom are images of two gold buttons, one from the 1800s and one from the 1900s, both with an eagle grasping an anchor. The caption reads, That eagle, globe, and anchor. Time-honored tradition. In the early 1800s, Marine's buttons showed an eagle clutching a fouled anchor with 13 stars above. You can still see that on dress and service uniform buttons today. Only the stars have changed from six points then to five points. Visible beyond the panel is the statue on the far side of a manicured lawn. A pathway leads right to the reviewing stand and other exhibits on its far side. A touchable model of the statue is available on an exhibit at the far end of the walk. To the immediate left is another graphic panel and a touchable model of one of the car faces from the statue. Separate audio description is available at that panel. End of description. Something more than a statue. Three minutes. In the middle of this panel is a black and white photograph of the left side of the sculpture. Standing in front on a raised wooden platform are the artist Felix de Weldon in an artist smock with three Marines dressed in civilian jackets or suits to the right. At the right side of the panel is de Weldon working on a large head in clay as a man wearing a helmet sits in front of him. Captions on the panel read, Three Marines who survived Iwo Jima posed for the artist with their combat gear. The statue you see here is 64 times larger than De Weldon's first mock-up. De Weldon worked on this project for nine years. Text at the bottom left reads, Before World War II, there were no national memorials honoring American veterans. This was the first. Felix De Weldon was working for the Navy when he first saw the flag-raising photo. Powerfully inspired, he started work. He created his first small statue in only 48 hours. He then secured approval from the Corps and Congress to make something grander. He hoped for monumental art that could encompass the valiant spirit of our fighting men and thrill the heart of the nation. Above the text is a section with facts about the memorial. Dedicated 10th of November, 1954. Sculptor Felix de Weldon, 1907-2003. Made of bronze and black granite from Sweden. Height 78 feet or 23.8 meters. Cost in 1954, $850,000. Paid for by individual Marines and friends of the Corps. To the right of that section is a photograph from Dedication Day, 10th of November, 1954, showing the memorial with a large crowd of people around its base. To the right of this panel is a touchable 21-inch square model of a face from the statue in profile. Begin at the top to feel the helmet, its edge slanting down from upper left. In the middle under the helmet is the eye with its round pupil. From there, the nose slants down to the left, one nostril clearly felt. Below that are the lips with a deep horizontal line and part of the chin below. The texture is rough with marks from the sculptor's tools. To the right of the model is another graphic panel with separate audio description. 
Visible beyond the panel is the statue on the far side of a manicured lawn. A pathway leads right to the reviewing stand and other exhibits on its far side. A touchable model of the statue is available on an exhibit at the far end of the walk. End of description. A place where memories are made. Three minutes. The background of this panel shows a photograph of the area surrounding the base of the memorial, filled with a military formation of Marines in dress uniform of black jackets, white pants, and white hats. Two columns march in from either side, then turn to form a wider column marching directly toward us. Text at the bottom of the panel reads, If you are here on a quiet day, you may see only empty space on a manicured lawn between here and the statue. Be assured there are many times every year when this parade ground is packed with color, motion, and beloved traditions. You can see Marines march in massed formations here. Some parades celebrate promotions. Others honor special anniversaries. And the annual Marine Corps Marathon, fittingly called the People's Marathon, ends here each October. At bottom right is a small photograph of fireworks lighting the night sky behind a brightly lit memorial statue. To the right of that, text reads, Authorized to fly around the clock. In most places, the U.S. flag comes down at the end of the workday or before sunset. This is one place of many where the national colors fly 24 hours a day by presidential proclamation. Below that is a quote which reads, I love the Marine Corps for those intangible possessions that cannot be issued. Pride, honor, integrity, and being able to carry on the traditions for generations of warriors past. Corporal Jeff Sorney, 1994. To the right of this panel is a touchable model of the statue. It is 15 inches long, 10 inches deep, and 14 inches high to the top of the flagpole. The figures of the flag raisers are 6 inches high. Begin at the right side to feel the helmet of the first flag raiser as he leans over, one hand near the bottom of the flagpole. Jagged rocks lie under his feet. Move back along either side to feel the other five flag raisers, each one standing slightly taller, with hands outstretched to the pole. All wear helmets, and several have their rifles slung over their backs. The pole extends up from the middle and ends in the flag waving in the breeze. To the right of the model is another graphic panel with separate audio description. Visible beyond the panel is the statue on the far side of a manicured lawn in the same orientation as the model. A pathway leads left to the reviewing stand and other exhibits on its far side. End of description. Missions critical. Two and a half minutes. At the right of this panel is a photograph of a female marine wearing desert camouflage and helmet. She is showing a small camera in her hands to two young boys, one with a big grin on his face. The caption reads, Marines engage with children in communities throughout the world. Since World War II, the Marine Corps and the U.S. Navy have performed countless humanitarian missions. Text at the bottom left of the panel reads, Perhaps General James Mattis said it best in 2003, we will treat all others with decency, demonstrating chivalry and soldierly compassion for people. You are part of the world's most feared and trusted force. For our country's sake and the sake of the men who carry the colors in the past battles, keep your honor clean 
demonstrate to the world there is no better friend, no worse enemy than a U.S. Marine. The tasks Marines are called upon to handle today involve much more than just rapid deployment and combat. You can find Marines serving here at home and overseas in ways you may not have known about. Above the text are three photographs. At left, a Marine stands in front of a marble wall with a seal marking an embassy of the United States of America. The caption reads, Marines guard all United States embassies. The middle picture shows a helicopter over a green lawn with the Washington Monument rising in the background. The caption reads, Marines always fly the President's helicopter. The picture at the right shows a military band marching in formation on a green lawn wearing red jackets and white pants. The caption reads, Marines make up the President's own band. At the bottom of the panel is a map of the world with orange dots marking U.S. Marine Corps humanitarian mission from 1935 to 2016. The dots are scattered through Central and South America, the Caribbean, around the Mediterranean, in Africa, the Middle East, India, Asia, and Indonesia into the Pacific. Visible beyond the panel is the statue on the far side of a manicured lawn. A pathway leads left to the reviewing stand and other exhibits on its far side. To the immediate left is another graphic panel and a touchable model of the memorial statue. Separate audio description is available at that panel. End of description.